0: Look, it's a flood! flood. It's flooding! Get away! Get away late. Late. Quick, we need to get to higher ground! Open the floodgates.
1: So if you ever read my autobiography Did you just say you have an autobiography? Yeah, it's a big hit. Came out at the dawn of the twentieth century. Bram Stoker wrote it. Oh, here we go. Here we go.
2: Yeah, it's me. I'm a vampire. <laughs>
1: spooky. Well, I just know you were going to have something to like actually start off with and I had to go and look you in the eye with that like that vampire charm because that's actually one of our like abilities. We can like charm people with our look.
2: Sir, glamour is a very basic rudimentary like you know if form I was a magic, smurf I would be
1: Vanity. And Brainy. Like if they did the fusion dance. Listen here, scared I also want to say that Smurfette is not a hoe. She is not a hoe. Smurfs are born every blue moon and they're found on top of the, the, the hill. So we're just going straight for the
2: irreverent today, right? Like we're just going ballsy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of We're what- just going balls deep, pants down cartwheeling right on into the episode, huh?
1: Listen. Listen. It's your favorite dynamic duo since two live crew and it's Dawg and Ziggy with the fly! Rising
2: on and crashing through. Hey guys, how y'all doing? It's your favorite Straight man oddball duo <laughs> since Abbott and Costello. <laughs> and we are here to get your shit in gear for the week, round it out, or you know, top it off, however
1: you look at it. Probably you gonna hit do the this ball. intro again. So, I,
2: you I hit the like ball, it. right?
1: We- I feel the ball and I throw it to who exactly or naturally. So I pick up the ball, and I throw it to naturally. I, no, you throw it to who? Naturally. Are you doing who's on first? Yes.
2: You're really going to do who's on we first? We need to learn how to do who's on first. Do you think any of our listeners would actually get that reference? Yes. Yes, I do. He has a lot more faith in you guys than I do. Because <laughs> I, it took me a minute to realize what the fuck you was actually doing just now. Like, I'm mad that you have that whole bitch memorized. I don't have that whole right? bitch memorized, you are you kidding me? Whole, I was going to
1: say, you had a whole bitch I have memorized. Bits and pieces. But don't have a docket for this week. Ah, look at that. <laughs> I'm sorry, we had to record late in the week because someone was babysitting two or three shots and somebody showed him how to turn up a knob. Excuse me, I was networking. <laughs> I
2: was networking at a Super Bowl party, just like I went networking on Friday to this art and sneaker event. Did you get us another awesome, dope interview? I mean, I'm I'm working on some
1: guest appearances. Is all I'm saying. Like, I have. I might actually uh, give an announcement on an interview that either you and I or I am gonna do probably for the podcast. I can edit all of this out. But for our card players, and I know there are some of you out there, I am going to get the opportunity to interview Sheldon Mennery. Look, he was nervous about that. He's rubbing his
2: legs and shit. Like, like I get the it's chance... It's so, no, so big
1: boy time. Sheldon Mennery, like, the number one magic judge in the world and one of the three Not official Marjorie founders... I thought Marjorie
2: Taylor Greene was like... You can like, walk away now. I thought Marjorie Taylor Green was like head magic witch bitch. Marjorie the Gathering. <laughs> Isn't that why she's always trending with
1: Wizards of the Coast? <laughs> Alright, let's not even get started with Wizards of the Coast because they literally are selling their soul now. Uh, and it's not to Marjorie Taylor Green. No, it's to a hedge fund.
2: Oh. Is Marjorie Taylor Greene an investor in this head
1: fund? No. <laughs> I
2: said head fund.
1: Oh, man. Okay. Um, But, yes. uh, One of the three original members of the rules committee uh, for the founding of the format everybody knows as Commander, but the format formerly known as Elder Dragon Highlander.
2: Commander is probably a way easier name for that format uh, because Elder Dragon
1: Highlander? A.K.A. EDH. I don't
2: have to labor the point. Listen, that's big shit. Um, I can't wait to hear the interview. I don't know currently if I will be a part of this interview or not, because that's a little out of my wheelhouse. But here at The Flood, we like to bring wide, scoping,
1: encompassing... I'm uh, also probably going to be using Hard-hitting, journalistic... Oh, I definitely have some serious questions, too. But I'm probably going to be using this interview, doubling for uh, something I can use for a paper in college, and if not, just publish myself hey listen because how- i'm now a public figure running for public office how is that coming by the way i don't know let me check and see if anybody else signed up
2: while you are checking to see if up. i will up, say
1: that if in uh this guy the next 48 hours if nobody else does and nobody else has your boy is an official committee member
2: hey look at that this week it's official Donda's not dropping on any streaming services Uh, Donda, Donda Official news Jay-Z, Meek Mill, Lil Baby, and Michael Rubin Have teamed up for a business venture In NFT news We got some NFT news for you
1: guys Battle Rap NFTs Nobody else is running As a, no other man is running Doot 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 Janice Jones Odin though Um, from Excuse me, what? What was his, her name, their name? Janice,
2: or er, yeah, Janice Jones Odin. That's an official as fucking
1: name. <laughs> you I mean, that's a, how you, you would pronounce that, right? Are you running against Janice Jones? No, 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 no. Remember, I said there has to be two men and two women on the. Commission. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Whew. But yeah. uh, she is from Glenburn. With that name, she's
2: from Glenburn. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay deep game uh we got some more black excellence news uh assuming Janice is black it
1: sounds like a black ass name do you know and if you me, ask me the uh coach of the Memphis Grizzly his name is Taylor Jenkins and a white guy listen I know a right uh, I know listen I know a white Tyron so how many white Washingtons do you know
2: Nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. But off the top of my head, we got some more black excellence news. Uh, A black woman has become one of the largest production company owners in Atlanta. um, Further cementing the East Coast. We'll get into that a little bit later. But further cementing the East Coast as New Hollywood. um, As I was saying. Or have said on the pod. Uh, We also have some Spotify news. We got some... uh, Movie gossip for you guys this week. We also have a bit, uh, a bit more political news other than Ziggy's
1: campaign. It's your boy, vote for me. I would too. But before we get into all of that, what you be getting into this week? So uh, I believe we're going to call this segment since like "What Your Obsession" sounded really weird. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't like "What Your Obsession." But so. What have I been thinking into? There we go.
2: You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland.
0: And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.
2: Gentlemen, you had my curiosity. But Now you have my attention. What have you been singing into this week?
1: So I have like i said started classes again okay and i
2: have one of my classes <laughs> is
1: basically just developing a thesis okay. it's like the whole class is basically doing all of the process before you turn into papers like the whole semester basically is just like developing a paper the thesis was very wide open so it was nothing i could have written about before which is why I, before I heard that rule, which is why I messaged Sheldon to begin with. Okay. Uh, Because I wanted to interview him and expand on the paper I did last semester. Right, but then you found
2: out that you can't
1: expand on
2: any of your previous work. This has to be completely original, brand new concepts, brand new heat. So, So, what
1: did you come up with? I thought about Castlevania.
2: (laughs) When times are hard. When times get tough.
1: Well, I mean, I showed up to class, and we were talking about a thesis. I was just like, oh, okay, Um, I'll be back. I picked up my notebook and a Sharpie, and I just started going for a walk. And uh, I scribbled down Castlevania, and I'm like, okay, Christianity. Okay. Japan. All right, we're on to something here. So, vampires, Jesus. Right there. Stop, stop, stop. There we,
2: there it goes. Vampire like, Jesus, like like
1: John Draper. There it is. Okay, there so it is. Where where does Japan come into play? Right after. Forget what? the vampires. The Jesus in Japan, the J and J. So that's the important part. So that's the meat of this thesis. That yes. You, okay, so so what is what is the thesis? The thesis I've been really wondering about is Japan's presentation of Christianity is. And the construct of religion
2: Okay
1: Is largely critical And I've been thinking critical about Critical in what There's never really much good In presenting a theocratic state at all There's rarely is Christianity seen as the Or Christian symbolism is seen as the protagonist right. Or it's done in a very uh, convoluted way, such as the other main example I wanted to look at was Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Where it is basically a Game of Thrones-esque political war story, but the church is the shadow puppet master behind the whole thing. Right. And your hero, Ramza, who is my favorite character in the entirety of Final Fantasy, okay, is basically the embodiment of doing the good for the good reason, despite all of the punishment. And if you take it like that, he's a very Christ-like figure because he's then branded as a heretic by the very same church. Much like Jesus was deemed to be crucified.
2: Damn, it seems like, yeah, no, it definitely seems like you've been sinking pretty deep into this paper here. And Uh, I thought about
1: possibly why? Like, what in Japan's history and culture would allow that? Where largely, like, if you look at European history, we had Rome, which then turned into a Christian theocratic state took over Constantinople the crusades were used to justify when uh, we went to North America and Columbus went to North America and started doing colonialism and genocide and all of that shit was done largely in the sake of spreading Christianity. I was going
2: to say the foundation of Europe is like heavily tied into Christianity whereas in
1: Japan Japan, I believe they even persecuted Christians to an extent This is the important part about Japan's history that I really honed in onto. Japan was a feudalist state until largely the uh, a isolated feudalist state outside right. of Russia and Korea politics right. and some Chinese China politics. But there wa- what was everybody in the West trying to do? Go East. The Silk Road. The trading, right? Yeah. It was the they or were trying to come Korean, from where
2: all it was. the yeah well they were trying to get to the source of where all these exotic goods and services was coming from because you know the silk road like really like it was like amazon for like the ancient world right like i mean china was the origin of like so many different like fruits and spices and or asia i should say was the origin for so many different like fruits and spices and things like that that when the Silk Road finally made its way to like Constantinople and Europe and stuff like that, it really like fucked like Europe's head up because like I mean, if you look at the things that are able to be like grown and produced in the cold European climate, it like pales in comparison to like I mean, they didn't even like. Have What's spices. in the middle?
1: Of what is the Silk Road also consisting of? The Middle East, bloodshed right. everywhere. It's a history of bloodshed that's caught up in trade, largely driven by Christianity. But you know, Alexander the Great said that he wanted to conquer all the way to the sea. But well, you know, what's beyond the sea, this Japan. That shit was built
2: on Christianity. That shit was built on like Genghis Khan
1: and them wanting to make some fucking paper. But when you have but this here, no, imperial... I feel you though. Like, Crusades would go they, if they could. They would go to the sea. What's oh, you're beyond the sea, about the Japan? Yeah. yeah. So you have this state, feudalistic largely isolated, that didn't really have European contact until the dawn of the Industrial Ages in the 1800s. So they had no real influence. They were shielded from the influence of Christianity. Does this allow for Japan to be more critical in the perception of the narrative of jesus and the structure of the church as a whole and how this narrative is used as a political means well i think it did have a totally different uh like
2: impact when it initially hit the shores of japan because like i said there i believe initially christians were looked at as like cultists and were persecuted by like the imperialist lords of japan at the time
1: and I wrote... I think the one word... The words that I wrote at the end of this, I think you and I both agreed on that was really uh, the best way to put this, was, is the narrative of Christ received differently through the Eastern lens of reality? I think so when you,
2: especially, like, when you look at, like, anime and, like, just Japanese or Asian media in general, right, like, they put a lot of emphasis on, like, personal responsibility and, like, personal, uh, like, perseverance, and uh, the, I think, you know, the idea that putting your faith in something like a higher being instead of, like, within, like, the power of your own abilities was initially like abrasive but i i'm not japanese um so i will be really interested in the research that you hold on
1: to support the ideas this paper is going to consist of final fantasy tactics neon genesis evangelion castlevania and hunter x hunter right so it's not just give me my a please yeah and listen listen i'm like it's not gonna get that deep Uh, we, however... I always seem to have to email the professor. Can I write more?
2: (laughs) We, however, are getting ready to get deep into the flood this week. The show
1: that brings you the pop perspective. To put the culture in context. Like, Jesus Christ, that was a lot of culture to put in context. (laughs) And make the mainstream... Make sense. Right after this Oh, you know what uh, another shirt Falcon said we should do? Me and you doing the... Damn! Uh, first of all, I'm mad that my man was
2: like, I'm mad I still haven't met Dot, and it didn't show up. Because he was busy.
1: Because he's busy. Specifically asks for you, Falcon. We got to get you on, even if Look. it's Zoom. Look. Even if it's Zoom. Look. I reached out. You asked, I reached out. Kellen's been on here virtually a couple times. When he is legally of age, then he can
2: come. Then he can
1: come on the pod. If you can vote, then you can come on here.
2: I don't want to do that to him. It's just, you know, I be getting smizzed And I'm like, I'm not, I can't be doing that around a minor. It's wild.
1: Like, I'm a parent. (laughs) Exactly. You're doing it around minors. But you're like, whoa, those are my kids. That's different. Yeah. I got this shit under control. Therapy's like, they, therapy exists for a reason. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Try to act like no, no. I'm going to be the perfect parent. What are you talking about? My kids are going to grow up perfectly yeah. happy and healthy. I'm going to say, yeah, no, they're not going to have any repressed trauma to deal with at all. Nope. No. My god, why? Speaking Besides, of, I'm only gonna get them every other weekend. Speaking of repressed trauma, uh, Donda 2... Dad, T- why are you aging at all?
2: Speaking of... <laughs> <laughs> speaking of repressed trauma, Donda 2 is supposed to drop next week. This Donda. week. The week that you're hearing this should have been out. But most of us probably won't get a chance to listen to it. Because Kanye revealed a, Or, yay, excuse me, yay... Revealed a couple of days ago that, um... It's not gonna be available on any streaming services. Not Spotify, not YouTube, not Amazon, not Apple, not even Tidal. As a matter of fact, Kanye is currently trying to back, if not has already backed out of his exclusive Tidal deal and will only be available on Kanye's STEM player. A round mp3 player looking device that um i actually started receiving like promo videos for on instagram since this news dropped a couple of days ago like i have not seen this player at all which apparently was launched with the original or the first donda album so this is a like uh music player device i don't want to call it an mp3 player but it's a Streaming player that Kanye has launched in partnership with Kano Computing Company It's shipped with the first Donda album and the device allows you to manipulate the song through uh, some touch sensitive sliders The ad or the promo video that I saw earlier was playing like Michael Jackson and it allowed you to isolate Michael Jackson's vocals It's a Yeezus box Sure, that's one it's way. It's a Jesus box. That's one way to look at it. Um, Kanye said the testing worked well the first time around, so this time around he is offering Donda Two, which everybody has been in fucking anticipation for, only on the two hundred dollar device. That's right, you heard me. The device that Kanye is begging you to buy, and I am going
1: to say begging for a reason. I'll elaborate on in a minute. Um, I just want to let y'all know that we're going to come out a week later and you're going to hear all about this just know that we recorded about this before everybody else did Uh, I mean at the time of recording
2: it's a pretty well like talked about subject because everybody is like hell no I'm not paying $200 to listen to one album this is the equivalent of asking people to pay $200 for
1: your album now all right, I can't say too, too much, because I am on record on this podcast as saying i would spent a $1,000 to pay, play whatever the new Final Fantasy VII Remake is on. And it looks like I might have to follow through on that with the PS5. <laughs>
2: Nipsey Hustle fans will remember that Nipsey sold his original mixtape at like $1,000 a pop uh, for physical copies. So all I'm saying is you can live your dream, homie. I just will not be taking part in it. Isn't that Um, like the equivalent of buying like a Super Bowl
1: ticket for music?
2: I would be willing to put my money on the fact that this album will find its way to streaming services sooner than later. You bet you're right. And I... Give it over under. As... Over under a month. A month? I'll give it... We'll be able to listen to the music, but I mean actually like stream it, like I I guess, mm, stream it in exclusive aspects. I mean, like you won't, it won't be on Spotify, right? Like maybe it'll be on YouTube in under a month, but I think before it's on any other like actual streaming service, probably like four months tops. I'll say four months tops,
1: right? So right now I am talking to somebody on Facebook who posted a status. It's really hard to be Kanye West number one fan still, and I commented. and I'm like, you really, you really don't have to be. No. So I'm messaging him right now, and I'm like, can you jump on Zoom? Hey. What's up, Bradley? Are
0: you live or
1: no? Yeah, I'm, we're not well, live. Not live, live, but we're recording. The mic is hot. Oh, okay, as I say,
0: it looks talk like you
1: were live. All right, so. Uh Doc Bradley Bradley Doc. Um I Good. used I used to well not used to, I just okay. haven't done it in a while. I write for uh Bradley's blog. Oh, okay. The, what kind of blog I, you write? I, I the
0: blog is all
1: over, but... Whatever. I, I'm sure we can find him at some point at somewhere called The Appreciation Enthusiast. Okay. And um he is uh, self-proclaimed number one fan of Kanye West for a very long time, and uh, I, ah. we, we just we, we're we talking about this uh, sh- We're calling it the Yeezus box the $200 exclusive- He's calling it the Yeezus
2: box. But I'm calling it calling the Yeezus the box player. Yes, the stem player yes So we were talking about Kanye's stem player and him asking people to pay $200 to listen to Donda
1: 2 And I guess Dan wanted to know right, how do you feel about the, that. You're the number one Kanye fan. Are you buying this
0: stem player? So I was, I was in a Discord call, and still am, and we were talking about this earlier. Uh, it's, it's fairly stupid, uh, seeing as if it doesn't, logistically make a lot of sense. So no. in this situation, right? Uh, the houses come out in like what? In a day? Yeah, so it's like two days, right? right? Come out in a day. However, like people already have the stem player from like a few months ago. Like, how do? Th- there's not no, no firmware update for it. Like you have to do the file somehow, so it's not like the album's just gonna be not accessible. So, okay. But I would never buy the stem player though. All right, not so I
1: just, I just want to ask you, how are you still Kanye West number one fan if you don't buy this stem player?
0: Listen, I, I love the man, he's kind of crazy, he does a lot of like bad things, but at the end of the day, I don't have $200. <laughs>
2: That's what just I'm saying. $200 to listen to one album is mad crazy, right? Like It is. Like
0: I'll, I'll be honest with you. On the low, I'm always just gonna download it from some from some bad site, but like yeah, I'm not, I'm not you
2: know. We was that's what what's your over under on the album leaking? What do you mean? Like how long do you think it'll take before the album is leaked to the internet?
0: I mean, assuming it comes out on time, I would say less than a day. Damn,
1: listen. I'll say the runtime of the album, plus an hour.
2: I, it's that, I know, I honestly feel it's that heavy. And the crazy thing about the stem player is people will be able to isolate the instrumentals, the vocals, They'll be able to chop this shit up in crazy ways. We won't even know what this album sounds like for real, probably
1: until like a <laughs> week later. Whatever they
0: want.
1: Yeah, yeah, but this is this is what we wanted to call you about. We just, as, as Kanye West number one fan, and I, I just want to ask now: Are you no longer his number one fan? So
0: listen, we live in a world where everyone has to be every, someone else's number one fan. So I guess I'll, I'll you know, I do
1: the work.
2: You're still <laughs> still going, stand with it, right? This yeah, is all.
0: Look, that's a flag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is hey, almost as bad as the Tang out. From
0: my friend group. I don't know who bought it for me, but I have it. So I hunted up.
2: That's crazy. Listen. Well, yeah. thank you for jun- or for tuning in with us, man. All right, Bradley, sure.
0: appreciate you. And
1: remember, All Appreciation right, Enthusiast, you can find him somewhere.
0: It's on YouTube or my Twitch is called Ragermeisters Meisters with a Z. Uh I'm am there whenever I can. Yeah, All
1: right, right. thanks Bradley. Take care, guys. Take it easy. See, I just wanted Kanye West number one fan who happens to be a white guy. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow. Um, so,
2: speaking of Kanye, that was all. Have you watched
1: any of the Genius documentary? I have not. Set? Why don't because? you just pronounce it the way that it's spelled, Genius? Come on now. Name <laughs> one Genius who can't spell.
2: Phonetically speaking, uh, the Genius documentary. Uh it's being released episodically, I believe, is the word for that on Netflix, so it's like week by week there's like new parts. Oh before. really? I'm surprised
1: they didn't release it episodically on Quibi. Or on the STEM player. Uh <laughs> On the title DLC. If you've checked that Jay-Z out Jay Z would
2: never. Tweet us at the Floodpot and let us know uh, how you uh tweet us at the Floodpot and let us know if
1: you've enjoyed it on if we should check it out. You can email us thefloodpod at gmail.com as well for huh. your extended takes. Right, because uh, we do have an email. Um, and it was worth noting because as I was listening to the I Am Nerd podcast shout out, Frater Kenny, um, I wrote them as a, they put monstrous emails and they got some good content out of it, and they really enjoyed it, so I'm sure we would do the same if any of y'all wanted to email us with something that you wanted to talk about, react to.
2: I feel like the term monstrous email is loaded, and you're just trying to bait me into
1: asking you what was in this email that you sent them? Well, no, I mean, like, a lot of it was things we've either talked about or would, to be honest, considering they're all put in, like, card game jargon, that it would be, like, way too long for me to, like, break it down to you. And that's not me, like, talking down to you. That's just, like, me saying... Well, I mean, I don't You don't play have card the spirit games. of knowledge, so it would be, like... I was gonna say, I don't, yeah, I don't play card games, so it's not talking down to and me. And then the other part, another part that I sent would be, uh... Well, another part was, like, you not putting enough respect on Final Fantasy Tactics' name. Already did that this episode. And then the other one, like, part that I sent... Would be uh, DBZ versus MCU, which we've done an entire episode on. Right,
2: right, so there's no need to hash it over. Um, Charlemagne the God doesn't think there's any need to hash over whether or not Kanye is a genius or dysfunctional. He's actually tired of people promoting Kanye's dysfunction. Uh, recently, saying Kanye is the epitome of just because someone does something good for you doesn't mean they're good for you. Uh, <laughs> woo! <laughs> Charlemagne uh, during. Sounds like a something J Cole
1: would say to end the verse.
2: Recent segment of the Rumor Report said, like I've said before, in regards to the streets, he's gonna learn that the wolves don't make great house pets. He needs to stop playing like that. And also, Kim K has been rich her entire life. She's been rich since she was born. Right now, she's wealthy. What do you give the woman who has everything? Normalcy. That's what Pete Davidson is doing. He's giving her normalcy. And uh, the radio host also went on to say things like, you know, Kanye is just annoying her right now, trying to get her attention and stuff like that. Also,
1: he- if you follow the rumors, Pete Davids has given her a lot more than normal. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't going to get into uh, any of
2: that salacious gossip, but I will tell you that after recently reactivating his Instagram account, Pete Davidson was soon followed by none other than Kanye West. So the harassment continues.
1: Because Drake would never. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> I, I'm with Charlemagne on this one, right? Like, I am with Charlemagne on this one, too. I, like, look to as most of us being Kanye fans do try to, like, justify the crazy the same way the documentary is trying to just... And I know, as Dave Chappelle said, we should never call people crazy. Crazy is an ableist term. Shout out to Deezus Amaro. But... Chappelle dude, will come up later. Dude, like all of... All of this, right? If it, Even if it is just like, you know, regular Kanye antics ahead of his album promotion, it just... It seems like it might be time to stop feeding the the god i don't want to call it a beast right because that feels a bit like overreaching but like goddamn dude the way this man is just on twitter like for
1: gas on a fire
2: yeah it's definitely like maybe it's time to stop gaslighting the the crazy right like i i I have to side with Charlemagne on this one and be like yo is he on his lexapro like Kanye admitted he was on Lexapro No, in St. Pablo. That nigga is not on Lexapro, that nigga's on Perico. Like, (laughs) get the fuck out of here. What do you mean, like, it's clear. Him and, uh, what, god, what the fuck is her name? Julia Fox, right? Like, him and Julia Fox was fucking hanging out with Madonna. What do you think Madonna do? Just practice cabal and ski lines all fucking day, (laughs) son? Did you see the way they were laid up? At that fucking whatever fucking party it was that they were like uh, the video was floating around of them at just all on that fucking couch. It was like him, Madonna, Julia Fox. I think fucking Tyler the Creator was there. I don't. I don't know. All I know is God. That sounds like a party with the Obamas, dude. All I know, no, the Obamas wouldn't have been anywhere near this fucking degenerate ass. And Barack party. would never. <laughs> it's crazy, son. Um, yeah, no, Kanye, I'm not paying $200 to listen to Donda 2. Uh, just like I wasn't bidding for the Wu-Tang Clan album. Rolling right on through with the late XXXTentacion. Recently surpassed Drake for the most streamed hip-hop album in Spotify history. And Drake would never! (laughs) Uh, Drake's album Scorpion was sitting at a 7.5 billion streams. Recently, and XXXTentacion's album was sitting at, like, a 6.9 billion streams. Uh, the album... Let me start over. Uh, Drake's album Scorpion was sitting at the top currently, or was... God damn it. Drake's album Scorpion was sitting at the top with 7.5 billion streams, right? That's a was. Was. Uh, because whereas XXX album... XXX album... Fuck. Whereas XXX Albums was sitting. God damn it. God damn it. One more time. One more time. XXX Album was sitting at 6.9 billion streams, but recently leapfrogged over Drake's to 8 point. fucking.
1: cocksucker. God damn it. But according to Chartmasters, this, no, though, no, no, has no, since jumped to seven. Descended- Don't forget to breathe. You got this. You got this. Hey, guys. Drake
2: was sitting at the top of the crown with, uh, you know, 7.5 billion streams on the album Scorpion, but XXXTentacion recently jumped from his 6.9 billion streams on the Questions album to 7.8 billion streams, right? Making him the most streamed, album, in hip-hop album in Spotify history, right? Both of them are still paling in comparison to Ed Sheeran, who is sitting at 11.5 billion streams for which album? It doesn't really, it doesn't Shout out to the Ginger delegation. Um, I don't know how I feel about Ed Sheeran being the most streamed artist in Spotify history. Yeah, not a fan. Not at all, dude, but, um, I also don't know how to feel about XXXTentacion jumping past Drake, right? I don't know if that says something about Zoomers or... The dead factor?
1: You think it's the... Da Vinci Tupac thing? Like... Look. I think Nirvana's fourth album would have been bad.
2: Wow. Wow, so you're saying that because it is the... So you're saying the lack... Of material here maybe the reason why this album has been streamed so oh you're
1: a fan of Biggie name three of his albums
2: I didn't want to go there but I do feel like there is a reason for that right like if Scorpion was Drake's only album would XXXTentacion have passed no 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 so I don't know if this actually means anything but I mean, as far as
1: numbers go... Does rehab still get played as often if Amy Winehouse didn't die? Do the doors matter if Jim Morrison doesn't die? Mm. Is Jimi Hendrix considered the greatest guitar player of all time if he doesn't die? As the Hip Hop DX article pointed
2: out, though, this is a bit of tasteful irony coming full circle because... I don't know if you remember when X was alive, him and Drake were kind of beefing because Drake allegedly uh, plagiarized a flow that XXXTentacion... XXXTentacion. Because you, come up with?
1: Drake could never.
2: Are you a fan of XXXTentacion? No. No? No. no. Not at all. Have you ever heard any of his music? Listen no. to any of his albums? Nah, no. no? So, uh, that's one thing Drake could do because at least you listen to
1: some Drake. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge Drake fan. I mean, like, you only live twice as fire, but I skip after Rick Ross's verse. Listen. um, Admit it, you do too. In more
2: hip-hop news, Cardi B and Candace Owens have been getting into it on Twitter lately. Um, Oh! Recently... Candace Owens was on a... Top bitch
1: a... versus some bitch. <laughs>
2: that was cute. I think Cardi would appreciate that. I'm sure Cardi would appreciate that. <laughs> uh, what did you say again? Top bitch versus... Top bitch,
1: top bitch versus some bitch. Top bitch versus some bitch. Yeah, no. Nah.
2: <laughs> that sounds like some shit Cardi would say.
1: Oh, the queen tests positive for COVID. You know what that means? We just are able to extract her blood and then come up with an actual vaccine. Don't cut in for that yet.
2: (laughs) I mean, all I was doing was looking for the article you didn't have to pick up.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna write down extract her blood, and I will know what it means. This is how I take notes. That's fine. (laughs) I do it for college, too.
2: It's perfectly fine to do that. Uh, Anyway, so in more hip-hop news, uh, Cardi B and Candace Owens were getting into it. Yeah, so uh, recently Candace Owens went on the Full Send podcast and was discussing with the host and some of the co-hosts on the pod her scuffles or her Twitter beefs with Cardi B, saying things like, she, it's... Incredible how uneducated she is. She just got embarrassed on Twitter, uh, saying things like, I wasn't even trying to be rude. I was just like, she literally doesn't even know what country she's <laughs> in <laughs> or how the country works, right? Um, so
1: she's calling out Cardi B. She's like, Fight me, URL. Uh,
2: no, okay, so I was gonna say Candace Owens was being the typical, like, smug, like, high, educated, like, kind of stereotype that the Republicans love, right? Like, they love the minorities who act holier than thou when, you know, compared to the, like, their peers, right? The co-host actually asked Candace Owens if she would fight Cardi B after they asked her to pick between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, who, I don't know if you remember, but Nicki actually, like, ran up, or excuse me, Cardi ran up on Nicki at, like, the Met Gala, I wanna say, and, through a shoe as well as some hands um alright I'm gonna say it
1: that's cap oh, I'm on right now I, like it? I don't believe you <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Stop,
1: no not not the Candice saying that she would fight oh you're calling Candice Candice
2: Candace, oh yeah no Candice is, no, is not going to fight Cardi that's son. that's cap she is we all know that is cat. Uh, we all know that you was just showing out for them people cuz i don't know if the host of the full send podcast are anybody of color right like i didn't look that heavy into it i do know that cardi responded by saying what's embarrassing is is she tried to get her lawyers to make me do a public apology after she'd been attacking me for months and they tried to make me pay 75k in a month or threatened to sue me with no case like how smart are you do you even know the law
1: <laughs> like now, in America, you now can sue Now, let's remember, Cardi anybody... is now the head of uh, public relations... Not public relations,
2: with no, Playboy. No, it is, it is like PR or like uh, creative development. De- yeah, the creative development leader at Playboy at now. At Playboy, right. Um, but here in America, you can sue anybody for anything, and you don't really need a case at all. So that point is kind of irrelevant. But... But... I totally believe that Candace Owens tried to embezzle 75 fucking K out of Cardi B because she thought she was dumb enough to fucking fall for it. Yep, Right. I'm sure. Um, I get that Cardi is loud and ghetto and goofy, but I would like to, you know, when I read this
1: article... She may be ghetto and loud and goofy, but you know what Cardi still has? A platform and a bank account. Nigga, it made me think about the different
2: types of intelligences, right? And I hate the stereotype that loud, ghetto, goofy people can't also be smart, right? Like, just because Cardi is not afraid to express her personality in ways that most of us would find abrasive doesn't mean that this woman also can't fucking, like... I don't know, hold her own she ground. She has to be smart
1: it, to be able to get to the top with that same personality. To hold her own ground
2: in an actual fucking conversation. Like, right? It's I'm not calling her like Jane Austen or any fucking thing like that. But what I am saying is that... The Why are saying she's not boring? <laughs> the idea that uh, somebody from her background or somebody who expresses themselves that way uh, like, can't be intelligent is, is as played as fucking Candace Owens, like, Republican Trump, right? Like, she tried to, you know, make fun of the fact that Cardi B has, like, all kinds of spelling mistakes in her tweets and stuff like that, and part of me felt like that's just her not understanding how Twitter works. Like, you know, when you've got how many characters? 280 or less, <laughs> you gotta make your death threats concise, you know what I mean, um, so, Candace, Good luck killing a vampire, motherfucker. Unless you really want the smoke, I would slow down with how you are approaching this whole Cardi B situation, because she has proven to really slide when it comes to it, um, and Listen, I'm just... At this I don't point, want smoke with Cardi B. At this point, I'm just waiting for the footage to drop, right? Like, I'm waiting for the TMZ. Look, Cardi going to catch the event somewhere.
1: Yep. At some event. It's going to happen. And uh, Candace is going to have to... Candace is going to find herself lost at the Capitol, end up on U Street. <laughs> Candace is going to have to answer for the sliction she was saying on that couch at the full
2: by. What happens to Candace if she finds herself
1: lost on U Street on a Friday night? <laughs> I'm
2: sure Candace would think she was fine out there on U Street. I mean, there are fucking, like, black like Republicans in D.C. and shit like that. My, my whole point is, like, why go on this podcast? Like, they're just so messy, right? Like, the GOP in them are just so, like... They... In... In the... Under the guise of, like, being anti-PC, anti-woke like woke culture, they're just going out there and saying, like... Inflammatory shit for no reason, right? They're also
1: anti-communist and simping to Putin. I mean,
2: I don't know if that really has anything to do with Candace Owens and Cardi B, but it's still like... (laughs) Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, why put yourself in the predicament to have to accidentally scrape your face off the floor? Like... I just thought of something. Isn't this the same woman who told, uh, God, who did she tell that she would dog, didn't she tell Tommy Lauren she would dog walk her, <laughs> <You know? laughs> Like, listen, don't get dog walked, Candace, out here talking with your chest out. Speaking of talking with your chest out, why don't you just say what you wrote down just then? Like-
1: so um when I had a uh, I had a light bulb moment about western and eastern interaction when it comes to my paper. Oh god. <laughs> Over here thinking about your paper once again while we we're recording the podcast. Okay. okay.
2: Well, I mean, you said so, something
1: really poignant that I can draw on. What was the light bulb moment? Western interaction with eastern influences. Well, I mean, if it was only since the 1800s and then we fucking bombed them.
2: Speaking of dropping a bomb,
1: Canada's trucker protest is still going on. Um. (laughs) There's relevance to that transition, everybody. Just wait. No, goddamn, you
2: spoiled the surprise, you bitch. (laughs) Canada's trucker protest is still going on. And, um, you know something i didn't think about beforehand that a lot of people have been talking about on the internet lately shout out to the internet uh is the fact that the same people who are supporting canada's trucker blockade were also very vehemently against uh the black lives matter roadblock protest
1: oh yeah yeah
2: like you know the whole uh God, was it wasn't. It wasn't Charlottesville where uh, Heather Heyer. Was. Yeah, I it was Charlottesville. was it Yeah, you know Charlottesville where Heather Heyer was mowed down by a white supremacist. A lot of these protesters at these Canadian rallies aren't even truckers. They're not even really Canadian. Um, a lot of the money coming. They are from-
0: crisis
1: actors.
2: Oh, my God. A lot of the money coming in for, like, the funding and stuff isn't even coming from Canada, right? Uh, 90%—something like 90% of Canada's actual trucker union— Is vaccinated. —is vaccinated. Um, and they support vaccination efforts and the, you know, vaccination checks at the border. So this whole grassroots movement, air quotes for the listeners— mm-hmm. uh, if you couldn't tell, by the sarcasm in my voice, is it really grassroots, right? Um, it's kind of astroturf by, you guessed it, the GOP! Well, trumpets, right? Trumpets? <laughs> Maggots! Maggots. Um, they're out there, uh, trying to make it seem like Canada has this, Um. Uh, bustling, like, anti-Covid movement, right? And now, you know, they're making a big deal out of Justin Trudeau calling the national emergency, and they're saying it's like, you know, a dictator
1: exerting his power. Hashtag Blackface Hitler. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I watched that video, and it was like, the it was so very clear and concise in what he was going to do. And I'm like,
2: yeah, it's not like here in America where our president comes out and rambles for like 15 minutes, and you're still not sure. And what... somewhere along in there,
1: smashes in martial law.
2: I was gonna say, yeah, and I was gonna say, and you're sure not, you're still not sure whether he's beginning or ending the conversation, right? Uh, Next thing you know, you're
1: buying a gallon of
2: bleach. Um, I, I was talking about Joe, right? <laughs> Old man Steve Rogers. Out I mean, it there. could apply to the last eight
1: years, Just like in a fucking way. I haven't heard about coherent presidency since like the first half of Obama's second term. Listen, like, I don't listen. Um,
2: I'm not going to talk about ageism, right? Because I wanted Bernie Sanders as president,
1: um, but AKA <laughs> AKA benevolent Rick Sanchez. But
2: <laughs> this. The, the I feel like it is really it really says something like the, the amount of like ignorance put towards like the hypocrisy of the GOP and like the conservative uh, anti-COVID movement supporting this trucker blockade when they were so against the Black Lives Matter movement using that as a form of protest.
1: And right? you know what's really, really sad? We've clearly just discovered how to completely eradicate COVID, <clears throat> because apparently the Queen of England contracted COVID, and we all know she's immortal. So so clearly we just extract her blood and make a true vaccine out of the Queen of England, and then we just, you know, wire some a bunch of IVs and shit to the throne And have her sit there, like. (laughs) Like the Emperor from fucking uh, Warhammer 40k, and he's like all powerful. She's all powerful, but really she's just like sitting there absorbing like human souls. This nigga said the Emperor from Warhammer 40k, like. He's like the most powerful being in the universe, but doesn't actually move. He can like blow up planets geeking. in his mind.
2: I'm just geeking because I'm like, that is a reference that maybe like 5% of our listeners are going to actually
1: get. I will say that there is a non-zero maybe chance 15. it's more than 5% because of like my I will give you, group. I will give you 15%. Shout out to Patrick. I don't know if Patrick listens. Shout out to the 15% of y'all that got that reference. But yeah. clearly, we just make a true vaccine out of the blood of the Queen of England, because like I said, we know she's never gonna fucking die. Yeah, no, so the Queen has COVID. Do you think she's... You she's think gonna be fine! you
2: think she's
1: gonna be fine? Dude, she's Elizabeth Second. I mean, you know who I mean, the, the first Elizabeth was referred to? Elizabeth the Great. And she took crown in the 1800s! Duh. I mean, I didn't
2: read the entire article to see. Just let that not... sink in. She was. She's never okay. going to die.
1: She's never going to die. Unlike Princess Di. We saw that one coming. It was in the name. Wow.
2: Wow. The irreverent episode. Um. She's been put on light duties, uh, according to Buckingham Palace, in a statement on Sunday.
1: What does light duties be- What, what does is, the queen actually, actually do <laughs> anymore? She's 95! She's, like, basically a bookend, like, at this point, right? I saw an article recently- She's a biological bookend.
2: She's a B&B. I saw an article recently that said that the crown actually has no- doesn't have the authority to take away, uh, what is it, Prince Williams? Um... Patronage or whatever—not his patronage. Oh uh, God, his royal placement, right? Like, I guess that's something that has to be decided by the community or the committee. I mean, I'm
1: pretty sure Prince William has been like crossing his fingers and hoping for like 20 years at this point. Like, that's the one who was, oh uh, God, this I don't sweat guy, right? <laughs> but dude, she's 95. She's never gonna fucking die. She still wears her white gloves, wave hands.
2: Any anything to throw in the Lupe reference, right?
1: Uh, wow, I didn't even do the full bars and you got that.
2: Of course I was going I do. love that.
1: I love that. That's a fucking co-host right there, everybody. Because you love Lupe. <laughs> so do best. you! Duh, but that's not my boy. You mean we you're know. on record. You think the two greatest MCs alive are Lupe and Royce. Yes,
2: I am on record stating. I am also now on record saying that I think it's time for Burn! Fuck It
1: yeah. I'm Forty. Yeah. It's Fuck It I'm Forty podcast with Tracy Kreider and Kelly Bell, where two sisters just one day decided to pick up a mic and start talking about shit. And we think we're fucking funny. And so far, we found out 25 other people do as well. Excellent. So wherever you get your podcast on, come out and find us. We're a good time. Our only rule is don't be a dick. change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You call it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. I love an earnest soul, whose mighty joy and sorrow are not drowned in a bowl and brought to life tomorrow. Prince Andrew. That lives one tragedy and not 17. It was A conscious was Prince keep warping, Andrew. laughing, not oh, so weeping, Unconscious conscious wise and me? steady nope. and forever nope. ready. Nope. Nope.
2: Here we go. Are we ready? It was Prince Andrew.
1: It was Prince Andrew who I was talking about, not Prince William. You really cut me off on some fucking classic literature. He was spitting bars, yo. Bars! henry D thoreau an inspiration for all it wasn't too inspiring you had to google that shit fuck you <laughs> not like i memorized it to be or not to be that is the question Pump tis no in the mind to bear the slings and arrows, and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take up arms spaghetti. against them
2: he's nervous but on the surface he looks calm
1: and ready to drop bombs but it keeps on forgetting- How dare you use the modern Shakespeare against my classic Shakespeare. I just used some actual inspirational shit. To die. To sleep. To live no more. To die, alas, to sleep. To dream. The irreverent episode, everybody. That's fucking culture
2: and context, you know. What are you talking about? <laughs> speaking of having to explain their perspectives pro Tekken player tanukana recently had to answer for some statements that she made during a live stream where she was giving a retelling of a story that happened to her right uh, where she apparently she ordered some uber eats and the driver uh, upon delivery asked for her
1: number oh so he pulled up like Kobe. <laughs> Pulled up with Kobe, then pulled up like Kobe. But, according to
2: uh, Tanukana, the problem with the whole incident was, uh, I guess the Uber driver was under 165 centimeters, which is like 5'5", right? Like 5 feet. Um... Ah. And during the live stream, she made a reference to, I guess, what... Is known as um,
1: against the vertically challenged. No, like, so I I I don't understand this as being like the whole prejudice okay, so against short of all, guys. I don't you understand. Can't say anything because I am a giant. You're 6'5", right? Yes, I am a giant. Um, I think if if this guy is five five, I am a literal foot taller than him. He probably comes up to my chest. A lot of people were trying to defend her, saying that she was making
2: reference to something that, like, uh, it's like a slang term they use for, like, the gameplay. So, like, you guys, like, you TFT nerds have your, like, (laughs) uh, jargon that you use for certain things. You
1: see what's actually really funny about me in online games is I write like I normally write. So, like, in chat, like, I'll occasionally, like, it has happened before where I'll be in the middle of typing, and In the middle of typing, somebody comes and kills me, or I'll have my check my text box open and I forget to actually close it, and it will just have like a million cues of me trying to use my ability or something like that. So, in the stream,
0: <laughs> so I don't understand,
1: said, but I, I, people are probably going cack, cack, cack. So, in the stream, she said, uh.
2: I don't I don't have uh what'd she say? God oh, damn it. 165 is too small. If you're not 170 centimeters, you don't have any human rights. So please live your life thinking I don't have any human rights. You should consider bone lengthening surgery.
1: <laughs> uh okay, alright, I will say this is look, This is I'm really, really bad. I'm but, laughing because but this is also the type of thing that people would take out of context from our podcast I'm laughing because I feel this like this is clearly
2: her joking this is no like innocence right like this is to me this is no different than like the dudes on you know fucking xbox game chats telling yeah. fans that they're ugly and that they should kill themselves right which is essentially what she did Right. Um. So she has been dropped from her team, the uh, Cyclops Athlete Team, uh,
1: the Esports Professional Esports League. They wouldn't survive in um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare chat at all.
2: I don't. I don't know, dude. Like, I feel indifferent about this. Right. I grew up with like rough gaming, like culture, and I grew up in like the Halo chats and the rampant homophobia colleges. and racism.
1: Just, like, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, dude. Against um, everyone. For no reason. Uh, that doesn't like make if, it if Like, if, if okay you happen though. to be a white guy, then they just switch to the gay jokes. Like... It doesn't make it okay,
2: though. Um, and a lot of... Her viewers, like you know, chimed in and thought it was weird that she would even say some shit like that, considering like the average height in Japan for men is like five six.
1: So it just it. That's probably because of limited exposure to the West. <laughs> so no, she got
2: dropped from her esports league, and I just thought uh, it was wild to see this kind of like pressure put on a female gamer when i feel like male gamers kind of like in in her defense uh not to come not to jump like too like <laughs> head first into defending her right but i feel like male streamers get away with saying a lot worse dude
1: i'm saying um, a bunch of smash streamers have gone back to streaming and etc
2: after being like child predators right like let's talk about it right we don't have any sponsors yet we can talk about that shit i mean you Um, have a homophobic baby (laughs) (laughs) but my homophobic baby never mind i was about to make a very inappropriate joke there goes our mpr sponsorship Right out the window, right? Instead of saying say something, something offensive, pressure. just say, say something, something offensive. offensive. I was about to say something offensive, and I'm just going to cut
1: it off there. You can
2: imagine yourselves what kind of offensive joke would have been. Uh,
1: spoiler alert to uh, the future stand-up bit we're writing. We really should do stand-up who's on first, but, like, modernize <laughs> the who's on first. Um...
2: Do you feel like... We
1: totally do that.
2: She's being made an example of because she is a female streamer? I mean, isn't this kind of just some Gamergate shit? So, okay, but let's talk about that for a minute. Like, do you... Okay, so do you think that her... Okay, so she's not just guilty of saying that uh, short dudes don't deserve rights, right? She's also guilty of telling, like viewers to, like, go kill themselves and, like, you know, saying shit like, short dudes should go kill themselves. Um, she she says just so sounds fairly, like a fucking Gen Z. Really racist shit, uh, too, about, like, black people and some... This off, just sounds like old things. Xbox chat. Yeah, right, so it's edgelord shit, right? So, with that being said, her being kicked, uh, it just makes me wonder how heavily they're monitoring everybody else's streams, right? Or is this just being... Uh, is she being made an example of?
1: I mean, because this point, her
2: viewers made noise.
1: We've moved beyond Xbox 360 chat, right? So, to me, I totally get this in context. Like, oh, she's clearly joking. Blah 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 blah. But. Moderate, but Xbox me? 360 chat is not really a thing that happens anymore for a reason. Like, I get it. I was there. But that's not something that we readily see anymore. is, is that kind of Xbox 360
2: chat. But it's still clearly out there, right? Like, yeah, I mean, this is a professional,
1: uh, you know... Athlete. Like, am I going to, like, <clears throat> super hold it against her? No. Should she do it? No. I mean... I would just be like, look, just go on Twitch, stream it, and be like, sorry, I was playing some COD Mod 2.
2: She's made two apologies already, right? But that still didn't stop her from getting dropped from her her esports team. It just, you know, it feels very Joe Rogan-esque, right? Like, she said some edgy shit because being an edgelord is in right now. Like I said, we live in the era of shock like, it's it's such an uh, obvious pushback from the PC culture shit, right? In the cancel culture wars. Like, now people are just being obtuse and, like, willingly... Contrarian like, for the contrarian. sake of contrarian. Like,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. And stop doing that! That's been my thing for so long!
2: <laughs> As you can tell by this episode. Uh,
1: it is... You all are making
2: me mainstream. It's not cool. It's interesting to me, though, to see her be, like, you know, hung out to dry like that when I'm pretty sure... I mean, I'm trying to follow eSports a little bit more because it seems like an untapped market and it's making waves and I'm, I'm that's what these kids are. I mean, you know, streaming and fucking Twitch, uh, YouTube gaming, like, it, it's real. Like, there are... It's not going anywhere. Um, And when you have streamers like her who rack in so many viewers and stuff like that, their influence
1: matters, Joe Rogan. Their influence matters, Doc. I feel like... We will start a revolution. Her... And the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be live.
2: I feel like her getting punished for this, though, is as wild as Susan Wojcicki advocating for the government to pass, uh, you know, some kind of free speech ban, or, like, limiting free speech, because she claims that's the only way YouTube will be able to actually, like, enforce a free speech ban. Um, no, fuck that, So sorry. (laughs) She, I believe, is specifically referencing, like, you know, COVID misinformation and saying things like, you know, if the government put some kind of restriction
1: or regulation in place to... I mean, like, I'm fine with the disclaimer stuff that they've been doing,
2: right? So to, like, you know, kind of like reel in all the uh, misinformation and the impact that it has, right? I feel like what she's trying to do is avoid what Spotify is currently going through, right? With I mean, I'm thinking
1: like everything that goes on the world is subject to be to be a subject of comedy, right? I don't want like, the, like clearly like COVID parody or jokes. To be filtered out out of free speech. It should be done as like the disclaimer.
2: I don't feel like that's the issue, right? I feel like that's the stuff that is getting marked, right? But then you have the misinformation like the people who are claiming, you know, and you know, some people will say that YouTube overcorrected on the infirmictum thing because anybody who mentioned it got flagged, but like it, that all happened as a reaction to the, like, just insane amount of people coming online and making videos about this and about that and about, like, you know, just how drink uh, drinking fucking bleach, right? Like they were saying, drinking now drinking pee, right? Drinking your own pee is a cure for COVID, right? Um, and those people are still allowed to post their videos because... I don't know, I guess we're all supposed to understand that drinking your own pee is not a cure for anything. But the issue is that people don't, right? And QAnon is a
1: thing despite how absurd it seems, right? You see, what it is, is it's actually a proxy campaign run by PepsiCo underneath to spur people to drink Mountain Dew after the sensation of drinking their own pee is so vile. But they need to drink something, and they are still enraptured by the fact that they just drank pee. So they find something that's similar in color, and they find the nearest convenience store to which they buy Mountain Dew, and right. then they drink the Mountain Dew, and they go home and immediately boot up Halo. All that to just tell us how your Tuesday afternoon goes.
2: Huh? <laughs> Speaking of QAnon, um, researchers believe that they have narrowed in on uh, the possible originators of the QAnon post through machine learning software that computer scientists have used to, uh, what they say, unmask the identity.
1: Oh, 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 we're like three years ahead of the Netflix movie on this. No, because if we go by the Tinder Swindler timeline. We're finding about the headline, we're, we're reading the articles about them doing the investigation, which means probably in about six months, we're going to get the premiere article and then that's going to start to go viral and then it'll take about a year and a half for the Netflix thing to come out. So we're, I'm going to call it cold date right now that this is going to be a Netflix movie.
2: In a report posted in the New York Times, findings from two independent teams of forensic linguists Who claim they've identified Paul Ferber, a South African software developer, who was one of the first to draw attention to the conspiracy theory. So, uh, if you listen to, uh, I think it's Jake Anrahan, has a podcast uh, called Q Clearance or some shit like that, where he was the first person I heard narrow in on this Paul Ferber dude and then there's another guy named Ron Watkins who was an Arizona congressional candidate that they believe um, hijacked the QAnon um, like blog from Paul Ferber but based on the findings of these two research facilities those are the two people that they've narrowed down as the like
1: pretty certain but so a dude that doesn't even live in the country and the guy who could never even break into the political system i mean it's it's a little bit deeper than that i think both of
2: them actually have some it background some software developer background right um and if you follow any qanon conspiracy theories Q seems to be in the understanding, at least to the ability of like LARPing like a government official. So, um, they've got some knowledgeable background. But, uh, like I said, it is believed by people researching QAnon, not by people in the cult, that the original Q is not the Q who is currently operating the QAnon. Uh, blogs, blog posts, right? So yeah, no, it gets pretty deep. Uh, But these Swiss and French researchers uh, have developed methodologies uh, that have arrived them at the same conclusion. It looks like we may be getting closer to kind of taking some of the steam out of this QAnon movement. Um, And that's exactly what their uh, It's like the digital version of hunting Bin Laden. That's exactly what their expectations and their hopes were and you know trying to use these these techniques to I guess narrow down on who could potentially be behind this movement
1: Yeah it's like the digital version of fucking
2: Bin Laden (laughs) Finding Bin Laden in the cave?
1: Oh god man listen uh, the sooner we get rid of QAnon... Ooh, can you, way you way. imagine that episode of fucking South Park now? Like, they do the QAnon episode, and then they break down, and it turns out the QAnon guy is the same dude that was playing then in World of Warcraft. Wow. Oh. That actually feels like it would be a South Park episode, though. Trey, Matt, hit me up. At Ziggy Starscream, if you want more of these fire ideas. Speaking of things that are... Bound to be South Park episodes at
2: some point. Elon Musk is back in the news again with uh two very glaring tarnishes on his uh you know
1: uh, benevolent genius reputation. Okay. Okay. Let me go down the checklist. Um, is he fucking people financially? Potentially. Um, is he doing some racist shit? Uh, ap- uh apparently. Um, is anybody dying? Uh, some monkeys.
2: Uh, child labor? Mm, does monkeys, do monkeys count as child labor? So animal cruelty. Definitely some animal
1: cruelty. So uh, we got some
2: racism it's some animal cruelty here. A California state agency has recently sued Tesla over allegations that some black workers say the company has tolerated racial discrimination at an assembly plant and adding claims that, uh, you know several other lawsuits against the electric car maker have been made right so um it seems like what they're saying is the factory is segregated uh to the point where all the black workers work in like an entirely different building and are often subjected to racial slurs and drawings of assignments that are the more physically demanding jobs Tesla, however, did not respond or offer a comment to the uh, report. To Reuters, right? So this is all coming from Reuters article. Uh, workers. I think it's Reuters. It's Reuters. Is it? It's definitely Reuters. God We're not damn doing it. this again. Uh, workers referred to the Tesla factory as the Tesla. The it's Tesla, Matt Groening, everybody. Not Matt Groening. The Tesla factory is a slave ship. Or the plantations, and often referred to the production leads as whip crackers. Oh my lord! It's it's funny, but it's not funny. It's not funny at all. Um, I, however, do find it tastefully ironic that the guy who went on, you know, the internet and referred to himself as a real African American. Um, has a factory that segregates its workers. A guy from a country with apartheid. Let's not forget about that, guys. Uh, Elon hey, Musk he was like 20 when that ended. Grew up during apartheid and claims he left South Africa because he couldn't handle um, apartheid even though his parents probably owned, not probably, owned an emerald mine that um, probably benefited from apartheid so so am I surprised am I surprised absolutely no nope. Nope. Azalea Banks tried to tell you guys and nobody listened oh, god damn it nobody was listening to the monkeys over at the Neuralink testing facility because you cannot hear the screams <laughs> because they've silenced them with the brain implants recently an animal rights group brought up a lawsuit claiming that, uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink, uh, testing facility is subjecting its animal participants to extreme animal cruelty. So the animal rights group said that it obtained over 700 pages of documents, including veterinary records and neuroscopy reports, through public records requests, in relation to, like, 23 monkeys owned by Neuralink, right, um... From 2017 to 2020. And drafted the complaints from there. Some of the complaints included monkeys who had, like, succumbed to psychosis and, like, chewed their own fingers off. Yeah! Um, Monkeys, two of the monkeys had to be euthanized. um, For being, like, what, catatonic? um, No, it was, like, one from, like, complications of, like... All kinds of, like, lacerations and um, ulcers from, like, throwing up and stuff like Yuck. that. Um. Yeah, no, it was gross. Um. You can find the article on Business Insider. I believe the original report came through the New York Times. But either way, it's not looking good for uh, Elon Musk, right? Um, A.K.A. Lex Luthor. Who, by the way, in Young Justice,
1: totally a white guy.
2: At this point, is definitely looking more like Lex Luthor and less like Tony Stark, right? Uh, Not to say that Tony Stark wouldn't torture monkeys for the advancement of technology. He totally would. He would also make sure that it was worth torturing the monkeys for the advancement of technology. Lex Luthor feels like the kind of villain that is like, I don't know, they're fucking monkeys, right? Why should I care? Um,
1: He did that with people in Young
2: Justice. So, I don't know how you feel about Elon Musk, right, but it just looks like he's not,
1: at this point, I'm, I don't feel too much differently about Elon Musk than I feel about Mark Zuckerberg, right? I'm pretty sure Elon Musk is like the super villain who will go on the monologue telling you his evil plan before he does it, but he will do it on Twitter. Kind of like Mark Zuckerberg, right? But like, he would do it on Facebook.
2: Can you guys join my meta stream? I have something really important to tell you. Please, please clap. Um that important news is that Tammy Williams, uh black female producer, right, uh, yeah. movie producer, media producer, uh recently became owner of one of I think the second largest movie production studio in Atlanta. Um just outside of Fayette County. Uh, she purchased, along with her partner, a 163 million dollar film studio. Right, that will consist of several different lots: uh, wardrobe, housing, lighting department. So her film studio is second um, in size to Tyler Perry's film studio. And uh, my laptop is freezing, or else I would tell you like how many actual like film lots and stuff it has on it. But I do know that she's also hoping to uh, be able to attach, like, a film school to the uh, production lot. So, with that being said, uh, yeah, no, I thought that that was worth bringing up because it seems like she is also, from what I remember, one of the only women in the industry to own a production studio of that size. Uh, You know what my reaction is? And she's a black woman, so. That's dope. That's dope! No, I do think it's dope because, and for many different reasons, right? Like Tyler Perry owning the largest production studio in the company, and now with this black woman owning, you know, the second largest production studio in Atlanta, I think is dope for multiple reasons. One, uh, because it's just, you know, as I stated in the beginning of the segment, it's more black excellence. It's more black people, you know, becoming owners and less, uh, and not just participants in the system that we, uh, you know, all profit from and we all enjoy, right? But with that, you know, placement, it now gives us more grounding to tell our stories and to, you know, have the representation and and uh, the the footing to be able to demand you know equal treatment right so because
1: equality is
2: dope I think that you know it, that's why I think that this story is worth mentioning down, right because I don't know of any other female producers who own production studios and of this caliber offhand. And you know what I want to
1: say? Well, I mean, black excellence and black ownership in the system. That's breaking the system of normalcy. And that's a good thing. Because none of this, where we're at, none of this is is normal. normal. You can catch us. At the Flood Pod on everything. And that's on everything. And if you need any Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Flush or Blood, you can check out tokennvg.com. Use the promo code Ziggy and you can get 10% off your order. Or if you happen to be there on a Thursday night and I happen to be there, I haven't been the past two weeks, I am sorry, be playing Flesh and Blood. You'll be seeing me there as well. And I just want to remind you all to keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. Don't forget to go
2: check out "Scrape No Chase and fucking I'm 40 after this, guys. And we will catch you
1: all next week, same time, same place. Be safe. And for any of you who have questions or want to get some input, email us, thefloodpod at gmail.com. Deuces! Look,
0: it's a flood. A flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.